The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Can you believe it? It's Tuesday Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, June 28, 2022, Tuesday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Irenaeus, Bishop and Martyr. Born in 130, he was a student with great patience in investigating, tremendously protective of apostolic teaching, but prompted more by a desire to win over his opponents than to prove them in error. As Bishop of Lyon, he was especially concerned with the Gnostics. After thoroughly investigating the various heretical Gnostic sects, Irenaeus showed uh, to what logical conclusions their tenets led. These he contrasted with the teaching of the apostles and the texts of Holy Scripture, and his work in five books gradually ended the influence of the Gnostics. St. Irenaeus died in 202. St. Irenaeus, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Most holy and adorable Trinity, one God in three persons, I firmly believe that you are here present, I adore you with the most profound humility. I praise you and give you thanks with all my heart for the favors you have bestowed on me. Your goodness has brought me safely to the beginning of this day. Behold, O Lord, I offer you my whole being, and in particular all my thoughts, words, and actions, together with such crosses and contradictions as I may meet with in the course of this day. Give them, O Lord, your blessing. May your divine love animate them and may they tend to the greater honor and glory of your sovereign majesty. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. I've always very much envied people who, the night before a big exam or some big challenge, or the night before having an early morning flight, are, are able to get a good night's sleep. I, on the other hand, uh, usually don't sleep well the night before some big challenge or even some exciting event uh, because there could be a lot of uh, emotions. There could be a lot of anxiety or fear or even looking forward to something. And that night before a big event is what we hear about in the gospel today there's a few scenes in the gospel that have a, a relative location with regard to the overall narrative. And so when we read today that Jesus gets into the boat and there's this, this storm that suddenly comes up, we hear suddenly a violent storm came upon the sea so the boat was being swamped by the waves. 
But Jesus was asleep. We hear that Jesus was asleep in the middle of this violent storm, so much so that the apostles run and say, Lord, save us, we're, we're going to drown. This event always happens the night before the confrontation of the demoniac in the town of the Gerasenes, the region of the Gerasenes. So it's the night before that confrontation between Jesus and this very powerful demoniac possessed by, by legion, by a great number of demons, that on the water that night they experience the storm. And that can be a, a model for us, an, an image of what can happen in our life. And Jesus, you teach us not just um, with words, not just with parables and teachings, but Jesus, you even teach us by your example. You give us an example to follow. In the incarnation, we can imitate you. And so, this night before, this big confrontation between you and this number of demons that call themselves legion, you sleep. You get, you get a good night's sleep and... The wind and the waves, the storm, and the fact that the boat is being thrown all about can even be a, a manifestation of what we could be feeling interiorly when we have a big event the next day. Again, maybe the night before a big exam, or maybe we have to have a, a really difficult conversation with someone that we love, and that, that anxiety is there and it, it keeps us from getting a good night's sleep and we're just wondering what's going to happen and playing out all the scenarios in our mind and that can be that could be like the wind and the waves which is pushing us back and forth and we feel like i'm gonna drown i'm not i'm never gonna make it till morning or even it could be the night before something we're really looking forward to right uh, then the day before getting married or proposing to someone that we want to marry and, and just playing through all the scenarios that that anxiety that that anticipation can be there. And it can cause us to spend so much time considering all of the different scenarios that would come up that we end up not being able to sleep at all. We're so, we're so worried or anxious or uh, filled with just a joyful anticipation. And this happens in a very natural way. Our amygdala is meant to send off warning bells in our, in our mind, in our psyche, and, and let us know that either there's a threat or an opportunity. And if we ignore it, like, like an alarm clock that sometimes can go from just a gentle uh, beeping to a very loud, blaring buzz. Uh, that's what will happen with the amygdala. If we try to ignore it, if we try to just push it aside, um, then it, it can just gets louder and louder and louder because we're nervous interiorly and we want to, to avoid that. Uh, and so on a very natural level, Jesus, you teach us uh, that it's okay to get a good night's sleep. It's okay to to not be worried about these things, that we should have a certain amount of courage in the face of them, right? We, you want us to, to be courageous, to be confident, not to be foolhardy, um, but that, that when we are acting in your name, and even if it's something that, that could be frightening for us, you want us to be courageous. And you teach us that you, even before this big confrontation, you get a good night's sleep. You're sleeping there right in the middle of the boat, no matter how much it's being tossed about. Now, this isn't just a natural thing. It's also a supernatural thing. Jesus, you're going to do combat with the devil. That you're going to go and, and fight this legion of demons, and, and you are going to be victorious. And you know it, and they probably know it. 
And so it's, it's no stretch of the imagination to consider that this wasn't just a normal storm that came up on the sea, even though those could happen. But this could be very much the devil trying to throw you and the apostles off guard, right? Trying to make things a bit more difficult. And that's exactly how the devil acts. The devil is going to try to throw us off guard whenever we have some big thing that we have to do. The devil can make it more difficult for us. But the saints know how to take those, those attempts of the devil to throw us off balance and to actually use them for our good. There's a story of St. Jean Vianney, the patron saint of parish priests, who would hear many, many confessions. And he had a, a very legendary confrontation with the devil, who would be constantly trying to disrupt the good work that St. John Vianney was doing in hearing many confessions and bringing many people back to God. And so the devil would, would torment this poor parish priest in the town of Ars in France. And the devil would uh, make a lot of noises, and so much so that all the brave muscle men of the town were, were afraid, and they would come with their guns to guard their parish priest, and they would run away afraid. And, and finally, it became apparent to our saint, St. Jean Vianney, that, uh, that this was the work of the devil. And it was the devil trying to frighten him and frighten the town and get him to give up hearing confessions and give up preaching and bringing people back to the faith. And as soon as he realized it was the devil, and this is the devil's tactic, he regained a tremendous peace. And even when weird things would happen at night and his bed would be thrown around the room and all the you know furniture would be shaking... And it, it ended up not bothering him at all. He, he said to a friend of his, it's actually a good sign because that means that there's always a good haul of fish the next day, right? Many more people would be coming to confession. St. Jean Vianney said to his friend, the devil gave me a good shaking last night. We shall have a great number of people tomorrow. He even had a nickname for the devil. He called him the Grappin, which is a pitchfork that just kind of throws hay all over the place. St. Jean Vianney said, the Grappin is very stupid. He himself tells me of the arrival of big sinners. He's angry, and so much the better. And so when the devil tries to throw us off guard, the Grappin, even that nickname, when the Grappin tries to, to throw us off guard, to, to you know, stir up those waves and that wind, we can have confidence, just like St. Jean Vianney. The, the devil's very stupid. He, he gives himself away. There's maybe some good thing, some work of sanctification, someone that we can share the gospel with, someone that we can bring back to the love and mercy of God. And Jesus, you know this. And so the night before this confrontation, you get a good night's sleep. You're not afraid of the devil at all. And you teach us. You teach us how to not be afraid either. We can go to you. The apostles are terrified and you rebuke them. Where, where's your faith, right? Oh, you have little faith. Why, why are you afraid? You teach us not to be afraid, not just of wind and waves, but of future confrontations, particularly with evil. We're your sons and daughters. And so you teach us these things, not to panic, but to learn from your strength, from your confidence. Our mother also teaches us this. Mary steps on the head of the devil. She's not afraid of him at all. And so, mother, teach us, just like in the presence of our mothers, where we don't have to be afraid of things that would otherwise terrify us. So, Mary, you could teach us how to have confidence, how to pay attention to your son and have that, that calm confidence to always do the work of God, even when the enemy tries to stir up fear in our hearts. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. 
I ask your help and put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's the memorial of St. Irenaeus, bishop and martyr and doctor of the church. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this liturgical day now as we join with the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. The Lord is God, the mighty God the great king over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger. They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Lord, 
tribulation great they came, they bore the cross, despised the shame from all their labors. Now they rest in God's eternal glory. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The The Lord Lord is just. just. He He will will defend defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies regard him with contempt. He thinks, Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, Mischief and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds, the innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart, God forgets, he hides his face, he does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just, he will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. 
you turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak one to another, with lying lips, with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength. Our lips are our own. Who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words words of the Lord Lord are true, like like silver from from the furnace. I have known tribulations and distress. But But in in your your commands, I I have found consolation. From the book of Samuel, David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up into one of the cities of Judah? The Lord replied to him, Yes. Then David asked, Where shall I go? He replied, To Hebron. So David went up there accompanied by his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David also brought up his men with their families, and they dwelt in the cities of Hebron. And the men of Judah came there and anointed David king of the Judites. A report reached David that the men of Jabez-Gilead had buried Saul. So David sent his messengers to the men of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, May you be blessed by the Lord for having done this kindness to your Lord Saul in burying him, 
And now may the Lord be kind and faithful to you. I too will be generous to you for having done this. Take courage, therefore, and prove yourselves valiant men, for though your Lord Saul is dead, the Judahites have anointed me their king. Abner, son of Ner, Saul's general, took Ishbaal, son of Saul, and brought him to Mahanaim, where he made him king over Gilead, the Asherites, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, and the rest of Israel. Ishbaal, son of Saul, was forty years old when he became king over Israel, and he reigned for two years. Then the Judahites alone followed David. In all, David spent seven years and six months in Hebron as king of the Judahites. There followed a long war between the house of Saul and that of David, in which David grew stronger but the house of Saul weaker. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn, Abnon of Anahom from Jezreel, the second, Kiliab of Abe Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel, the third, Absalom, son of Maacah, the son of Talmi, king of Geshur, the fourth, Adonijah, son of Haggith, the fifth, Shepatiah, son of Abital, and the sixth, Ithream, of David's wife, Egla. These were born to David in Hebron. The Word of the Lord. The royal scepter shall not pass from Judah, nor the kingly mace between his feet. Until, Until the, the coming, coming of, of the, the one I have, I have promised you, he will be the desire of the nations. Your brothers shall praise you. Your father's sons shall bow down and worship before you. Until the coming of the one I have promised you, he will be the desire of the nations. A reading from the Treatise Against Heresies by St. Irenaeus Bishop The glory of God gives life. Those who see God receive life. For this reason God, who cannot be grasped, comprehended, or seen, allows himself to be seen, comprehended, and grasped by men, that he may give life to those who see and receive him. It is impossible to live without life, and the actualization of the life comes from participation in God, while participation in God is to see God and enjoy his goodness. Men will therefore see God if they are to live. Through the vision of God, they become immortal and attain God himself. As I have said, this was shown in symbols by the prophets. God will be seen by men who bear his spirit and are always waiting for his coming. As Moses said in the book of Deuteronomy, On that day we shall see, for God will speak to man and man will live. God is the source of all activity throughout creation. He cannot be seen or described in his own nature and in all his greatness by any of his creatures. Yet he is certainly not unknown. Through his word, the whole creation learns that there is one God, the Father, who holds all things together and gives them their being. As it is written in the Gospel, 
No man has ever seen God except the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has revealed him. From the beginning, the Son is the one who teaches us about the Father. He is with the Father from the beginning. He was to reveal to the human race visions of prophecy, the diversity of spiritual gifts, his own ways of ministry, the glorification of the Father, all in due order and harmony, at the appointed time and for our instruction. Where there is order, there is also harmony. Where there is harmony, there is also correct timing. Where there is correct timing, there is also advantage. The Word became the steward of the Father's grace for the advantage of men, for whose benefit he made such wonderful arrangements. He revealed God to men and presented men to God. He safeguarded the invisibility of the Father to prevent man from treating God with contempt and to set before him a constant goal toward which to make progress. On the other hand, he revealed God to men and made him visible in many ways to prevent man from being totally separated from God and so cease to be. Life in man is the glory of God. The life of man is the vision of God. If the revelation of God through creation gives life to all who live upon the earth, much more does the manifestation of the Father through the Word give life to those who see God. True teaching was in his mouth. No evil was ever found on his lips. He He walked with me in goodness and in peace. My hand will be a steady help to him. My arm will give him strength. He walked with me in goodness and in peace. Let us pray. O God, who called the Bishop St. Irenaeus to confirm true doctrine and the peace of the Church, grant, we pray, through his intercession, that, being renewed in faith and charity, we may always be intent on fostering unity and concord. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, and today's gospel is coming right up, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's the Memorial of St. Irenaeus, Tuesday, June 28, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord is asleep, and when the apostles wake him, he says, What's the matter? Where's your faith? It's from the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep, and they went and woke him. Save, Lord! We are perishing! Why are you afraid? Oh, men of little faith! Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. And the men marveled. What sort of man is this, that even the winds and sea obey him? This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. You know, sometimes we tend to think that God is asleep too. 
Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Our Lord's being asleep while his disciples, struggling with every nerve and sinew, felt themselves about to be overwhelmed by the storm has often been compared to the silence God maintains as we labor. It will frequently seem that God is paying no heed and is indeed unconcerned about the difficulties that threaten and assail individuals and the church itself. When the hurricane rages and we find ourselves faced with similar situations when all our efforts seem to be achieving nothing, we must follow the example of the apostles, turn to Jesus and put all our trust in him. Save, Lord, we are perishing. Then we will feel the effectiveness of his infinite power and will be filled with confidence and serenity. Why are you afraid, O men of little faith, he says to his followers, when he sees them overcome with anxiety and convinced that they are sinking? Why are you afraid if I am with you? He is the certainty of certainties. It is enough to be with him in his boat where he can see us for us to overcome all fears we have and the difficulties we may encounter when we are overwhelmed by meager results and worry by trials by a sense of being misunderstood and by temptations. A lack of trustful certainty only makes its appearance when our faith is weak. Such weakness does bring with it a lack of trust. Precisely at such moments, we may forget that the greater the difficulty, the more powerful God's help will be. This will always be the case when we strive to live fully our vocation as Christians, whatever our situation, in our family life, in our daily work, in carrying out our apostolate. Jesus wants to see us filled with his peace and serenity at all times and in all circumstances. Do not be afraid. It is I, he says to his disciples, who are terrified by huge seas. On another occasion, he says, I tell you, my friends, do not fear. From the moment of his entry into the world, he showed what his presence among men would be like. The message of the Incarnation begins precisely with these words. Do not be afraid, Mary. And the angel of the Lord was to say to Joseph, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. To the shepherds, he would say once again, Be not afraid. We cannot be afraid of anything. Even the holy fear of God is a form of love. It is nothing but the fear of losing him. Complete trust in God, using whatever human means are necessary in each situation, gives an incomparable fortitude and a special kind of serenity to the Christian, whatever may happen to him and whatever the tribulations he may have to face up to. The consideration of our divine filiation frequently, each day, leads us to speak to God not as if we were speaking to somebody far away who is as indifferent as he is remote, who is cold and inattentive to us, but with the consciousness that we are talking to a father who is concerned about every movement made by his children. We will come to look on him as the friend who never lets us down and who is always ready to help and, if necessary, to forgive. Close to him, we will learn to understand that every tribulation and all difficulties bring benefits to us, man, if we know how to accept them with faith, if we do not turn our backs on him. Blessed be the hardships of this earth, poverty, tears, hatred, injustice, dishonor. You can endure all things in him who strengthens you. 
And St. Teresa, with the well-tried experience of the saint, has written for us, If you have trust in him, and are of an encouraging heart, for his majesty is a great friend of those with such an attitude, do not be afraid that you will want for anything. The Lord looks after those who are his own, even when he appears to be asleep. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we pray now with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies. He is the King of glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin. Preserve the innocence of our hands, and keep our minds from vanity, so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man, the man whose, whose deeds, deeds are blameless and, and whose heart, heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world, and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities. 
but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right, do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Praise Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new. Play loudly, play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean. He stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In him do our hearts find joy. We trust in his holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from Second Corinthians Praised be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions, and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from Him. As we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ do we share abundantly in His consolation. The Word of the Lord. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing His praise. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing His praise. The Lord is my Savior, and I shall sing His praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise. Irenaeus, true to his name, made peace the aim and object of his life, and he labored strenuously for the peace of the church. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Irenaeus true to his name, made peace the aim and object of his life, and he labored strenuously for the peace of the church. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of his witnesses who shed their blood for the word of God. Let us praise him in remembrance of them. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your your blood. blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. 
Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Your martyrs washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. O God, who called the Bishop St. Irenaeus to confirm true doctrine and the peace of the Church, grant, we pray, through his intercession, that, being renewed in faith and charity, we may always be intent on fostering unity and concord. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. So go on out now and spread the good news. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes. John and Glenn are already with it. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. Go out now, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.